Wouldn't you like to spy in my beautiful balloon? All righty, yeah, so we, how could we not talk about But we had so much fun with the balloon on uh, on Friday. I mean, and how could we not? It's a balloon. Uh, and then they, they blew it up. They did not use Tom Cruise. They did not use a big comically large thumbtack or needle. Um, they used a missile. They used a missile. And to my friends on the left or the folks who think that everything must be viewed through the prism of Trump. Um, guys, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay to just look at this event as a standalone event, right? You can, you can do that. You can say that we didn't do a good job in the way we handled it. If that's what you really think, or if you think that if like Donald Trump was the president and this is exactly what happened, you know, if you think that that would be evidence that, Trump is in bed with China or Trump is weak or whatever, or that the military is in control and Trump isn't. It's a coup. Like all of these ideas that you have, if it would have been Trump, just imagine, just pretend Joe Biden is Trump, right? Which is funny because the whole idea about Joe Biden was he's not Trump, right? That was the whole point. So just a heads up on that. If you're making these comparisons with the way uh, Biden handled it, as compared to the way Donald Trump might have handled it, you've already lost because Biden was supposed to be the not Trump. Okay, uh, so welcome to the program. 704-570-1110-1800-WBT-1110, and the uh, f- uh, email is Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. So let's start with Bloomberg. Bloomberg.com. Peter Martin, Jenny Leonard, Jennifer Jacobs. They tell the story sort of a TikTok on how this went down, but also some some kind of interesting details emerge from this story that then prompt the uh, the narrative laundering that we have seen so many times in recent years. So first up, guy by the name of Chase Doak, D-O-A-K. Chase Doak, he left work Wednesday morning, looks up and sees a round white object that was clearly not the moon or a star. He began to film something that would come straight out of a movie where science fiction meets the Wild West. Within 48 hours, the strange thing that went on to confound the residents of Billings, Montana, was revealed to be a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon. When the local paper, the Billings Gazette, When they published this story Thursday morning, the administration, the Biden administration, could no longer keep it quiet, which is what they were doing before Thursday. We all became aware of it after national media picked up the story that was originally published in the Billings Gazette on Thursday. We all become aware of it. And now, now the excuses start. The explanations for why we can't possibly take it down over big sky country. And so that cleanup, that PR damage control spin has been going on. The gaslighting has been going on ever since. Now, I have tried to have as much fun with this as possible because, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a balloon. So kind of fun. It's a balloon. Um, and, and honestly, it, uh, 
it prompted a lot of creativity <laughs> on social media from a lot of people that I enjoyed. I enjoy good comedy. I don't have to agree with the uh, with the politics behind it. If it's good comedy, I can appreciate it. And I saw a lot of good comedy over the last couple of days. However, however, I saw a very good analogy <clears throat> that was uh, made. Do you remember a guy by the name of Matthias Rust? Remember this guy? Probably not. How about this? 1987? Yeah, no. I. How about this? Landed an airplane in Red Square. Remember that? That's who he was. That's what he did. He was a German-born pilot. He refueled at Helsinki Malmi Airport and then told air traffic control he was going to head to Stockholm, but he did not. He flew into the USSR. He appears on Soviet air defense radars. He doesn't identify himself. They presume him to be a hostile. Ground-based missile batteries acquired a solid target lock, but never got permission to shoot him down. Interceptors scrambled to investigate what he was up to. They identified Rust as flying a small civilian sport plane, but were also denied permission to target him. Rust's plane disappeared from radar, but he would appear, reappear several times over the afternoon. This all caused massive confusion inside the Soviet command structure. And then he eventually landed in Red Square. And what did that mean? This guy, in a little tiny plane, was able to land right in the heart of Moscow. In the heart of the Soviet Empire. It was an embarrassment, and it proved that they were impotent, that their systems don't work. Their systems failed. If he had been trying to do something, let's say like a trial balloon or a test run or something, if he actually had intent to cause grave damage or harm, he could have done so. And that was what I said on Friday with the balloon as well. I recognize the comedy of it, but I also recognize if there's something in that balloon, this could be very, very bad. And if it's a trial balloon... As one caller suggested, like it's literally called a trial balloon. By the way, that piece on uh, Matthias Rust comes from Malcolm Kiyunya from, I think is how he pronounced it, Kiyunya, Kiyun, Compact Magazine, compactmag.com. It's paywalled, so good luck. But, um, <laughs> but it showed their impotence, their fecklessness, their inability to manage one guy in a plane coming right over your capital landing, right? Like it would be like somebody landing like on the White House grounds. This is why people who jump the fence, this is always such a problem when it was happening all the time. Like, what is going on here? How can we, how are we not able to secure this? And that's what the trial balloon, this, the, the, the communist Chinese espionage trial balloon, right? That's what this also indicates to me. I said it on Friday, it's, it's weakness, but it's also, it's, it's impotence. It's the inability to make a decision. Well, we weighed the evidence about uh, and the, or the risk calculation. People on the ground might be hit by the debris. And so we waited for it to basically fly across the entire freaking country, taking all of the surveillance data that it needed, and then we'll shoot it down. Well, we don't want to get back to China. Do you think they're not sending that information back immediately? But maybe they jammed it. I don't know. I think they should tell us. They kind of hinted that they might have, but here's the problem. 
They're not telling us what's going on. They gave a briefing on background. I've got the readout from it. I have the transcript of this uh, of this uh, on background. So this is the thing. I don't understand this. I really don't understand this. You got a defense official and you got a military official, and they have a conference call with all of these reporters, and they let the reporters ask like half a dozen questions. But they're like, this is all on background. We can't, don't use our names. So this is obviously something. And then they put the printout of the readout. They put it up on the Defense Department's website. So I went there and I printed it. Why can't I know who said these things? Why Why is this a military official? Why are you taking this person's un, unattributed? Why, why do we need an unattributed source here? The Defense Department is literally putting the transcript of what they said on the website why would you mask their identities here? Are you afraid that if I knew their identities, that I would now not trust the information? What gives here? So anyway, back to this Bloomberg piece. Talking about Chase Doak, who took the pictures, Billings Gazette that published them. And now everybody becomes aware of this balloon's journey across the ocean has gripped the world's attention and forced the U.S., the top U.S. diplomat to cancel his trip to Beijing, leaving the two superpowers grasping for ways to de-escalate tensions. Saturday, U.S. military jet shot the balloon out of the sky, as I'm sure you saw on literally every single social media account you have. <laughs> Just picture after picture after picture after video after video after picture. As it turns out, U.S. authorities were this is this was the Bloomberg story. This came down uh, Friday, I guess, is when they first report is Friday evening or no, Saturday. They first report this, that U.S. authorities were well aware of the unidentified object when it had entered American airspace on January 28th. That had then. That it then left and then re-entered over North Idaho on Tuesday. But, this is Bloomberg, but with such a high-profile trip at stake, keeping it on the down low was key. So they, they hit it. So the government knew this balloon was in our airspace. It was floating uh, across the country. They knew it before it got here. They knew it when it left. They knew it when it came back. And they just let it keep going, and they weren't going to say anything. You okay with that? I understand maybe concerns about creating panic, but you okay with that? All right, so all of my blue and on friends, all you lefty conspiracy theorists and such, just pretend for a moment that Trump is president and it was Russia that sent a blimp over uh, our country. Oh, and once I saw a blimp. Um, sorry, it's an old Simpsons reference with Rodney Dangerfield. Um, just imagine how agitated you would be because you believe Donald Trump is in the uh, pocket of Vladimir Putin, right? He's compromised. He's an asset. He's working for Putin. Poot, and so you're very concerned about anything he does that has anything to do with Russia because it's always going to benefit Russia, Russia, Russia. Or imagine it. You could still imagine it's China. You could say it's China, and uh, you got concerns about Ivanka Trump and some connections with her business in China or whatever. Fine. Those concerns that you would have if Trump were president and did what Biden just did. These are the concerns 
that people on the right have with Biden and what he just did. Same concerns. And by people on the right, I mean Leon Panetta, the former defense secretary in the Obama administration. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, he had some questions. What, why did it take so long to shoot down this spy uh, balloon? What's up? The balloon should have been taken out earlier. He was on CNN talking to Jim Acosta. And he said U.S. officials should have taken steps sooner and been more transparent with the American public about the balloon as Biden, quote, allowed it to simply cross over the country. He said, so the ob- uh, the question obviously is, the Pentagon said that there were risks here. I understand that argument, that there were debris risks, right? At the same time, I think we should have acted earlier if our suspicions were valid that this was, in fact, on an intelligence mission. Because Bloomberg reported, <clears throat> as I mentioned uh, earlier, that... The administration was aware of this thing on January 28th, and and it left airspace, our airspace, and then it came back in, in North Idaho. That could also be a good opportunity to take it out. Not As far as I know, not a lot of population centers in Idaho either. But here's the thing with Bloomberg. It says, but with such a high-profile trip at stake, where our Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, was going to head on over to China... First meeting in like five years or something. And um, that trip was, quote, at stake. And so they kept this on the down low. By the time the thing became visible in Montana, President Joe Biden had already been briefed and the White House was scrambling to decide whether to blast it from the sky. The gravity of the situation. So, again, that's the that's the chronology here is that Biden and the administration, they already knew you know, the government knew this thing was in, they were tracking it, and then Biden got briefed, and then he told military commanders on Wednesday, you know, you got you got my approval if you want to shoot it down. But what he then said to the press out on the tarmac yesterday or Saturday was like, oh, I gave the order, I said shoot it down on Wednesday, which left this impression that the military then was acting outside of his orders, like that they were not doing what he told them to do. But I'm not so sure that's the case. I think he gave them approval and then just left it up to them. Take it out when you think it's safe. Now, me, I would have thought, you know, safe would have been before it crossed over the population centers on the East Coast. But I'm not a military leader or a Defense Department expert. So they said, let's let it get out to the water and then we can shoot it down. Um, there is an indication, I think... But I, but I don't know because our military won't tell us and our administration won't tell us if this is true. But it seems like they may have been jamming it somehow. I don't know. They may have been jamming communications from the balloon back to China. Uh, the gravity of the situation was only exacerbated by Montana being home to Malmstrom Air Force Base which houses a large portion of our ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles. The Biden administration knew it had to exercise extreme caution, especially in what was a heated political environment ahead of the 2024 elections, with Republicans agitating on which party could strike a harder or tougher line on China. See, so Biden's response here, if you find it to be lacking, it's the Republicans' fault. That's the big takeaway here. (laughs) It's the... 
it's the Republicans' fault. If they weren't just, if they weren't just so mm, partisan and wanting to be tough on China. If anything, actually, would have gone the other way, wouldn't it? If anything, if you're trying to prove that you're tougher on China, then why wouldn't you shoot it down before this even becomes an issue? Let me get Mark on. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Hey, how are you? Have a comment about the balloon. All righty. Hit me. Uh, I'm the same Mark that called you oh several weeks ago on the uh, issue with the, the papers found in uh, Biden's house. But anyway, on the balloon, Yeah. with all the uh, Air Force surveillance, and the electronic surveillance of our coasts through uh, Alaska and uh, California, then why did we not know that balloon was headed into our airspace? We did. And instead of shooting it down within the 10-mile range of, of Myrtle Beach, which is our waters we can protect and defend, why didn't they shoot it down when it got within 10 miles of either Alaska, Washington, Oregon, or California? Well, according uh, to the Bloomberg report, they did know. If it were a dirty bomb, you wouldn't want to shoot it down over uh, the continental U.S. or if it had just an explosive charge, and we really didn't know what was in it. Mm-hmm. But any any flying object that's headed toward our continental U.S., and we can't identify what it is, uh, in my opinion, it needs to be shot down within that 10-mile protected range mm-hmm. of our coast. Right, which is the question that some of the reporters asked. Why didn't you shoot it down while it was... Uh, while it was over in Alaska, and they, there's no re, there, there's no good uh, answer for this. They don't they didn't have a good answer for it, according to the transcript of their off uh, their uh, background you know uh, anonymously sourced briefing that they gave reporters. Yeah, and this and this is the problem. It's the same problem that I mentioned with the the guy who landed his plane into uh, Red Square in Moscow and back in '87. It shows that you're incompetent and ineffective and impotent. So. I think that's what that that's what we've just been proven to be on the world stage. Yeah, Mark, I appreciate the call. All right, so the Biden administration knew it had to exercise extreme caution, especially in what was a heated political environment ahead of the 2024 elections with Republicans agitating on which party could strike a harder or tougher line on China. Well, it's obviously not Joe Biden then, right? As the balloon continued to hover over the big sky state, on Wednesday, Biden huddled with his national security team to receive a detailed briefing, which I think has now been discovered in a box in his garage at Rehoboth Beach. The president, we are told here by Bloomberg, the president argued for shooting the object down, but was urged against doing so by his most senior military advisors. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs Mark Milley insisted that such a move would put civilians at risk. So our military leaders told Joe not to shoot it down. See, Joe wanted to be tough, but it was our military They didn't want to. They didn't want to shoot at the thing. I don't know if Joe tried the line of attack to be like, just pretend it's somebody misgendering a a, a superior officer. Like, go at him like that. I don't know if that might have persuaded them or not. So they apparently, they, they won the day. The president decided to let the balloon continue on its way as the U.S. sought answers from the Chinese embassy in Washington. But they struggled 
to obtain satisfactory responses. Okay, so they're like, yo, China, what's up with this balloon here? I'm not here. What? I'll have your people, have my people call your people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally sent you that. It's in the mail. Whatever. Like, I, what, what answers do you think they're giving? It's a spy balloon. What do you think they're going to say? Oh, you caught us. It's a spy balloon. Our bad. We'll just, let's just turn this thing around. We'll take it out of the space. It's, U.S. officials said they were baffled by China, which itself appeared to be caught off guard by the bizarre incident. For now, the White House opted not to inform the American public, but events forced Biden's hand. Next up, in an effort to keep things calm, <clears throat> administration officials stressed this was not the first such incident and that similar activities had been observed over the past several years, including during the prior administration. Right. So this was their, this was their PR control, or their damage control, rather. Right. They put it out there that, oh, yeah, this has happened before. Yeah, yeah, it happened under Trump, too. You guys didn't care when it was under Trump. And then, of course, the Trump people are like, whoa, we were never told that this has happened before. You, you never gave us any briefings on Chinese spy balloons over America. You guys never told us this. We darn sure didn't have anything floating across the whole country the whole time for a week, right? Oh, and then they kind of come back later. Because once that goes out, because that was the initial headline for like 24 hours, that because I, I was getting lefties on Twitter, right? They were like, oh, yeah, Trump too. Because again, everything's about Trump with these people. Everything. Like the guy hasn't been in office in like three years now, and you're still trying to boot Trump. He's not the president anymore. We've got another guy in there, and he made a really bad decision. Many, many times. <laughs> he makes a lot of them. This, this was a bad call. Just admit it's a bad call. You think it's a bad call if Trump made it, right? If Trump did the exact same thing, you would say that's a bad call. So just say it's a bad call. You tried to keep it under wraps. You didn't want to panic everybody, but you didn't want to be seen as weak on China because you didn't want to shoot it down because you didn't want to jeopardize the meeting with Blinken. That's your calculus. And then you said, we also, re, uh, in the readout from the DOD, they say, yeah, well, we were monitoring it the whole time, and we, you know, we, we gained valuable intelligence gathering from it during the course of it. So we got to watch it. We got to monitor. We, we derived some value. We can't tell you what it is, but we got some value out of the way we handled it. Well, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. I just wonder if the, you know, the image hit is worth it. Was the juice worth the squeeze on that one? I don't believe it. I don't believe it would be. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Pete. Hey. Uh, good to talk to you, buddy. Yes, sir. I, I don't. I used to have a lot of faith in our military leaders, especially NORAD. Um, but I think the Biden administration might be right. I I remember watching this documentary back in the early '80s called War Games. Oh, great documentary! Yeah, oh, it was factual and mm-hmm. right on point. Mm. And they thought that they were under attack by the Russians as it was happening, a, a you know nuclear attack, and they just let some high school kid and his teenage girlfriend right into the bunker to start playing with computers and stuff. So this totally could have happened. That's true. That's true. In times of crisis like this, Matthew Broderick can get access. 
Right. Didn't he also save a bunch of monkeys, too, from a research facility? <laughs> like one of them smoked and, uh, yeah. Time. Oh, no, that was a different documentary. Yeah. Right. I don't know why we didn't think of this when we were coming up with solutions on Friday, Dave. Matthew Broderick was the answer. He was the answer, not Tom Cruise. Oh, exactly. man. Oh, and man. He was, he's sitting there doing nothing right now. I mean, we could have called the guy. Yeah, I bet he would work for uh, on the cheap. I bet he would, because right. I haven't seen a lot of projects he's been involved with recently. <laughs> That's true. Dave, I appreciate the call, man. That's All right, thanks. Good. Yeah. No, it's true. You like to think that... You like to think that they're on the ball, they're on the stick a little bit. Why is you, Why are you on the ball and on the stick and it means the same thing? What's up with that? Where did that one come from? Anyway, so you like to think that they're on top of these things, balls and sticks, but maybe not. Maybe this is, the, and this is, again, this is like the plane in, in Red Square that you, you didn't think this kind of a thing could happen, and then somebody just does it, and you're like, what? You didn't get shot down right over Moscow? That's nuts. Like, dude, you flew a plane into Red Square. Uh, there's a quote here from Dennis Wilder. Uh, the Central Intelligence Agency's former deputy assistant director for East Asia and the Pacific. He said, quote, I do not know of anyone who constructs a meteorological balloon the size of three school buses. <laughs> so for all the people, and I still saw people on Friday and Saturday claiming that it was just a weather balloon. You people are nuts. You're calling it a spy balloon, so you're you're obviously a MAGA head or something. I don't know. I, I, when Look, when the government is saying it's a spy balloon, okay, I'm going to say it's a spy balloon. Because, look, I don't know. I, I could not tell the difference between a spy balloon and a weather balloon. But when I see everybody weighing in, they're like, oh, yeah, that's a spy balloon. Then uh, I'm going to go with spy balloon. I'm not an expert in balloonology. Never claimed to be. In an effort to keep things calm, administration officials stressed this was not the first such incident, right? So they put this out there. They say it happened a bunch of times under Trump. Then, of course, everybody runs with that. They spread all of that lie all out there. But then it turns out, oh, yeah, but we didn't know about any of those until after Biden got into office. Like, what? Really? So... So you put this narrative out there that basically, you know, Trump did the same thing three different times. He never shot it down. And then you got, by the way, the spiking of the football. That was rich. Coming from the people that were telling everybody to shut up, you you panicked little chicken littles. You, you're, you're worried about this, this weather balloon. You guys just hate Biden. You just want to see Hunter Biden's junk. Like, and, and then Biden shoots it down, and they're all like, that's right. That's my president. And they put him with the... the the bomber jacket and the sunglasses, and they were like celebrating this. Like, didn't you guys just say that's a weather balloon? And now you're now you're spiking the football here. That yeah, tough guy Joe and all this. We shot it down. Trump didn't. And then of course we find out. Oh, the Trump administration never knew that there were any of these balloons floating around. And you guys apparently just figured this out after Biden got into office. Well, that's fantastic. Not really lending a lot of credibility to our military and our intelligence agencies, though, yet again. I feel like I keep asking this question. How many eyes does the intelligence community have and these these agencies have, right? How many eyes? They just keep getting blackened, just getting punched and punched and punched and so many black eyes. Is it limitless? At some point, do we say, look, you got no more eyes. You can't see. Why don't you sit a few plays out? My goodness.
News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So this Bloomberg article wraps up towards the end here. It says Biden basically had no choice but to postpone the first high-level U.S. visit to China in five years because of this. Now, I heard uh, Brett Winterbull, who's on 3 to 6 here on WBT, I think he was making the argument on Friday that Blinken should still go. Don't cancel the thing. He needs to go over there. Look that Winnie the Pooh lookalike in the eye. I mean, he didn't say that. I say that. But look him in the eye and say, cut it out. Like Obama did to Putin. About the election meddling, right? Get tough with him. Be like Obama. I told him, yeah, cut it out. Like, that's what Blinken should have done. Or cancel it. Like, I don't care. Like, this whole diplomatic nicety dance that they do. Like, oh, well, I was going to go, and now I didn't. Oh, I'm so offended. Like, I, I, uh, I, don't, I, I don't think that stuff like this. I don't think this matters. I think the issue is the balloon. And I think he could have gone if he wanted to and then storm out. Or he could have gone and gave him a what for. Whatever. I don't know. You wanted to be tough on China. This was an opportunity to do it. But you you didn't, right? The trip wasn't worth the potential domestic political costs of going, given that Blinken's talks in China were not expected to yield much in the first place. Well, even more so of a reason to do it. So Blinken goes, you're getting pushback from Republicans, right? Free advice here, not that you're going to take it or care, but free advice on this was Blinken's got the trip scheduled. Go ahead and take the trip. Republicans are bashing him. You can then bash Republicans saying, you're not supposed to criticize our officials when they're overseas. And so then the Republicans can get beaten up by the media for attacking the official while they're overseas, talking to China, a geopolitical challenger here. And how dare you Republicans? And then Blinken cannot blink and he could like give him the what for and call him Winnie the Pooh and storm out of there. And then you're going to be like, and Biden come out and be like, I told him to do that. I said, look, I gave the order. I ordered a code red. And while you're over there, then you blow up their balloon to boot. How about that? And then Republicans have nothing. But you didn't think to play it like that? Why, why not? Because you were afraid of what China would say. You were afraid of what China would do. So we know who has the position of strength and weakness in this relationship. Right. Um, Biden's team worried that the incident would serve as more fodder for Republicans who believe the administration is weak on China. Yeah, yeah. So we believe you're weak on China. And rather than blow it out of the air, proving you're not weak on China, you allowed it to drift all the way across America, then shot it down over the water and canceled the trip where you could have given them the what for and called them Winnie the Pooh. So, yeah, totally not weak on China. You have me convinced. Well played. Joe. Now they say this is Ryan Haas, a senior fellow of the shadow government, a.k.a. Brookings Institution, and a former director for China, Taiwan and Mongolia at the National Security Council. And uh, he says a split screen of a spy satellite over the U.S. when Secretary Blinken lands in Beijing would not have been tenable. Right. Again. So you got this balloon. It's floating along. You're like. This is a spy balloon, okay? We got Blinken's trip to China. He's leaving tomorrow. Nobody knows this thing is up there yet. So how about we send him over there, and uh, when we get that thing over some big empty space, I don't know, just like maybe a state like, I don't know, 
know, Idaho, Alaska, maybe Montana. And we shoot that thing down. Yeah. And, and we say, what about it, China? What about it? Are you afraid they're going to shoot our plane down? If you're afraid they would shoot our plane with Blinken down, if that's a concern, then he shouldn't be going. He shouldn't be flying over there if you think they're going to shoot you out of the sky. Like, I'm trying to imagine. Let me get Mike on here. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the program. Hey, B. How you doing hey, today? I'm, all right, man. What's up? Look, this whole thing smells to the high heavens. First, it's over the Aleutians. It's in uh, Alaska, you know, and it comes down. It's over all of our military bases and mm-hmm. everything, our ICBMs and all. Then he allows it to go all the way across the United States. And then after the horse is out of the barn, he has a missile destroy the whole thing instead of bringing it down slowly where we can take it apart and see what's going on. That's in little bitty pieces blown up in the, in the bottom of the ocean off Myrtle Beach. I think he's a treasonous you-know-what, and he's bought and paid for by the Chinese. This is why I said the, 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 the blue on people on the left, they think the same thing about Trump and Russia. It's the same thing. So now, so I mean, think. Just step back. I, I understand your argument. You've laid it out. I get it. But step back for a moment, and now let's consider that essentially, what a third or half of the country thinks Trump is in bed with the Russians, and the other th- another third or half of the country thinks Biden's in bed with the Chicoms. There was no. I under- I'm not asking Mike. Right Mike. Here. Mike. I'm not asking you to assess the validity. I'm saying. That is true that half of the country believes these things. That's a problem. That's a huge problem for the society. Do you not think so? It certainly is. And if things keep going the way they're going, uh, the lid is going to blow off of our society before it's over with if things aren't finally gotten together. Yeah, I hear you. Mike, I appreciate the call, man. No, I, I, I don't know if there was a single decision made in this entire balloon gate course of events that was correct (laughs) i'm trying to you know me i try to get the benefit of the doubt i'm just i'm not seeing a good call that was made here by anybody at any step